The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And wow, what matters to me? Well, there's a number of things that matter to me. But, you know, I guess today I, you know, I'd add a little bit of sarcasm to what matters to me. Because I think sometimes some people just don't get it. Some people just don't understand. But, um when it's all said and done, you know, you got to be happy. <laughs> and I believe uh, Adrian Peterson said he's happy to be back with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and, and I believe him to a degree. I believe him to a degree. But, but then there's, there's a little bit of me that is thinking, hmm, does he really believe that? I mean, is he really happy? But I, I think also, you know, there, there's something that needs to be said when I know players. And again, remember now, we got to fast forward this discussion about players' compensation, you know, what athletes, you know, receive for their participation in sports. Recently, the tide has changed. And they are compensated extremely well, uh, let's say, for the work that they put in. They're, they're paid extremely well. well. I'm not saying they're paid extremely well based upon, um, I would say, the, the amount of damage that's done to their bodies. They're not compensated well for that, but they're compensated well for playing the game. I guess you would say that, well, along with that comes the injuries. No, not all the time. The injuries don't necessarily come with the game all the time. Um, but certainly they do come. So, yeah, the compensation has been fair. But let's just stop and think. <laughs> I got a shout out to my man Charles Barkley. <laughs> because sometimes, you know, sometimes, like Charles said, he really doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks about him. I truly believe he, he believes that. I think he has children, uh, a significant other, wife, you know, uh, family members. And I think sometimes uh, when people hear what, what Charles says, um, it pisses him off. But he, like most people, People here in the United States of America, he's free to say what he chooses to say. He just so happens to have a microphone. Thank you very much. I have one, too. And when I think about somebody like Adrian Peterson, 
Adrian Peterson also has access to microphones and social media as well. Charles uses his microphone sometimes, I think, just just to irritate people because he don't give a shit. He just does just to irritate you. Uh, Adrian Peterson, I think sometimes, uh, you know, because Adrian isn't, you know, a media whore. You know, he's not one of those guys out there that's seeking media attention. Um, I think Adrian Peterson is, and again, I didn't even read his, his Twitter rant. I, I refuse to, to read that. But what I believe, the only thing Adrian is trying to say, and I watched the big boy show this morning. And so, you know, I'm going between Adrian Peterson and, and, and the Charles Barkley because they both have platforms uh, to say what they want to say um, and to be who they want to be in the media and to give people kind of a perspective of who they really are. And sometimes, <laughs> some things you take, you know, it, you got to take it for for what it is, what it sounds like to you. Sometimes we, we, we hear something and we don't really absorb the meaning because they mean something else. And so when Charles was talking about his little thing, and I'm going to get deeper into that, I want to isolate that, but I just really want to talk about Adrian Peterson, who's happy just being back with the Minnesota Vikings. And the rant that everybody's, you know, concerned about, I, you know, again, I didn't read it for myself. But everybody says that Adrian Peterson should be happy that he has a chance to go le- earn a living based upon, you know, what happened with his child. I live in a place called Arizona. I happen to live in a city called Gilbert. I'm going to share a little story with you. There are some parents out there in Gilbert, Arizona that are pissed. And they're pissed because of the fact that Gilbert, Arizona is about to pass a law, if they didn't already pass a law, that you are responsible for your children who are underage or any other children who come to your home and consume alcohol. Now, if you knew of it, if you, you could be gone away from the home, out doing what parents do, and children are in your home consuming alcohol, whether they be yours or somebody else's, and you're held accountable for them. Mm, wow, really? You don't even know about it? It's not that you, that you facilitate, you went out and bought the alcohol. I'm, listen, I'm not holier than thou. Uh, some people bought some alcohol for me when I was a kid. I did the wrong thing. I was on the wrong side of the tracks. My bad. I'm sorry, Ma. Sorry, Dad. Um, but, you know, listen, the bottom line is this. Sometimes, you know, when children are going to th- do things that children do, it's not always the right thing. So, when all of a sudden is it that a parent has to be accountable for that child even when they're not there? So, you, I mean, what kind of control do you possibly have over a child's decision making when you're not there? And how are you going to be held accountable for it when you're not there? And this is alcohol. Suppose it's, you know, it's some other kind of drug. What, what, what happens then? Wow, I'm not sure. But I think what happens is they're hoping that in the 
you know, fundamental years of this child's development that you have molded and shaped this child in such a way that they know right from wrong and they understand consequences. I'm not condoning what Adrian Peterson did, but I know that Adrian's a little bit upset because some people that told him they had his back going into the situation kind of turned their back on him when he finally got there in the court and public opinion and everything else. But I know it's a whole hell of a lot of us out here in this world that appreciate the whoopings we got, the ass whoopings we got with switches, some of us with stench and cords, whatever. You, you call them child abuse, whatever. But I tell you what, I didn't like that when I got that. I'm not saying ch parents should do that now. No, I didn't like that. It was, I, you know, maybe it was against the law then, but I didn't call the police on my mother. But all I'm saying is that it's now to a point in this country where now we're getting to the point where parents are being held accountable to their children, but how you discipline your children is in the hands of somebody else. Now, anything that's beyond what's considered child abuse, I understand that. But a little switch, it wasn't a branch, it was a switch. And if you think little kids don't develop bad habits at a young age, then okay, but talk to some parents that have raised some kids that were, they will tell you, they probably were bad their entire lives. There were signs of whatever they end up being early in their life. I watched a special on Kirk and Bain, I think that's his name, you know, the other day. Just blew me away. Blew me away. You guys know documentaries is my thing. Blew me away. His life, the life that he lived. It was obvious. It was very obvious what his life was going to be like early on in his life. Very, very obvious what his life was going to be like. Adrian Peterson may have a child that might have been going the wrong way. You know, some, <laughs> uh, I think Jamil said this one time on, on one of the big boy shows. She said, I bet you, no, it wasn't her. It was somebody else. I take that back. It wasn't her. But it was somebody else out there that said, I bet you that if some of those people out there that are serial killers, if they had got a switch instead of a timeout, it might have made a difference. I'm not saying, I'm not condoning violence. I'm not condoning beating your children. But what I want to know is, okay, what, 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 what's going on now? You know, I know Adrian, wish he lived here in Gilbert, Arizona, because he, he would probably be over there preaching. Those parents are, oh, man, y'all in a whole lot of trouble. You know, my little one, I tried to put a switch to him. I couldn't do it. Now, now imagine what you're going to do when you walk in a house and it smells like weed. Or you walk in a house and, you know, they've been drinking and if they've been drinking or been smoking, it's too late because if the police come there, the evidence is there. So what you going to do, call the police and say, well, these kids were in my place drinking and I had, you know, I had no knowledge of it. That doesn't work. If you were at the movies and had no knowledge of it and the police came, you were in trouble. So just because you there and tell the police you had no knowledge of, I don't think that's going to save you. I'm just trying to figure out here what the hell is going on. But I'm glad Adrian Peterson is happy because he's back to playing football. Adrian Peterson is one of the best football players ever played a game. Where I'm really going to this whole thing about Adrian, though, is Adrian's a little disappointed about some things, and that has to do about guaranteed money. 
Now, I, I don't think that everybody really understands. I, I, you know, you know, sports is a little bit different. With the exception of basketball and baseball, you got guaranteed money. Guaranteed money. You do get, get when you get a signing bonus from the league, it's guaranteed. Now, there are times, shout out to Michael Vick, I believe, where, you know, there's a recourse to that signing bonus based upon you do something that's detrimental to the brand of the league. You find yourself in, in a position where you may have to return some of that. I'm not sure, but check it out. But what I will say this is it appears to me that what Adrian Peterson said is, yes, when I signed this contract, I was happy. And I got the money and I, it was guaranteed. But now I find myself in a position where you know I'm going to come back harder than I ever came at before. I'm probably going to put myself in a position to be more vulnerable and more uh, 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 in a position where I could probably be hurt more than I ever did before because I'm going to be angry. Ain't no guarantee. I get hurt. You, you may not pay me. You may let me go. See, the whole thing is, I'm, I'm sorry it comes up after the person's got some guaranteed money, but if you're going to play football, that money needs to be guaranteed. You, you know, because one, one hit could just take your whole life out. It could take it out. So the fact that he's upset now because the money's not guaranteed, I don't blame him for being upset now because I got to play just as hard now as I had to play then when the money was guaranteed. Of course I'm going to play hard, money's guaranteed. Now, if I get hurt, no money, I'm gone. So I'm going to come back. I'm going to continue to talk a little bit about Adrian Peterson and them parents out there that may be in some trouble in Gilbert. And those parents out there with those switches, hey, don't get caught with no switches. (laughs) And for Charles Barkley, my man. Yeah, man, my man. Way back in the day, Big Charles. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. 
visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you listen to Railroad Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And what matters? Well, I'm happy, but my boy Adrian Peterson is happy too. And, and I, I believe AP's happy because he's back playing football. What he loves to do, he says, back with his boys, back with the coaches. Not so happy about the folks upstairs. And so that led me into, you know, why is he not happy? You know, a lot of it has to do, as we all know, with the fact that uh, Adrian Peterson was, was brought into the court to defend himself about uh, child abuse. And, uh, you know, a lot of it had to do with, you know, listen, I, you know, I happen to be a black man. So, you know, I'm proud of that. And I know there's certain traditions that every culture has. And, and some of it has to do with di- discipline our children or period, you know, um, you know, I got some of my, my boys over there, some of my homeboys from back in the hometown of Canton, Ohio, the Hall of Fame city. You know, I got my, my I got my white brothers, I got my black brothers. You know, my white brothers, maybe, maybe they got time out. The brothers got whoopings. We got switches. We got stenching cords. And listen, man, it, it was, it, here's the thing about it. It wasn't no shame in it. It wasn't that there was anything wrong with it. Everybody knew in the hood whose parents was whooping. Everybody knew, who, but you know why? I'll, I'll share a story. I, listen, I love my mother to death. I wouldn't be the man I am today. I thank my mother for doing that because when my mother, my mo- listen, some people talk about their children being afraid of their parents. You're, I think your children need to have a little bit of fear when it comes to w- some consequences. You know, the consequences is what will help determine what, what way they gonna go? Which road they gonna take? The white, the right road or the wrong road? Go the right direction or the wrong direction? If there are no consequences to their actions when they're doing things that are not positive for themselves or for the society and the community, then what in the world do they have to be fearful of? I mean, in the in our society that we live in. Where, you know, it's supposed to be justice and, you know, and, and freedom for all. The fact of the matter is, is when you do something that's against the law, you are punished and you lose your right to freedom. You, you lose your right to do what you want to do the way you want to do, when you want to do it, where you want to do it. You know, we, you, you have some of that to, with limits on your own, but you just can't go down the street, you know, in decent exposure. You can't do that. You can't just go down and walk up and punch somebody. You can't do those things. But you have the basic human freedom here in this country. And, and then when you do something that violates our laws here in the United States of America, then you're, you're, you know, there's consequences. And so what you do in a household as you raise a child, you let a child know, okay, inside this house, this is how we say in the hood, you know, my house, my rules. As long as you're inside these four walls right here, what I say goes. You do as I say, not as I do. Golden rules. Black families, how we raise our children. And if you don't, you know, you're going to get your butt whooped. 
you, you, you just know that at a young age. Once the kids are, you know, beyond a certain age, you don't whoop your children anymore. Girls, boys, you know, because they've developed as children, you know, you, you know, you just don't do that. And so when they're little, yeah, you, you, you don't, you ain't, you're not beating them and abusing them, but you're, you're showing them that there's consequence. And a lot of times it's just, emo- they start crying before they even get a whooping, before you touch them. Why? Because emotionally now they're traumatized because they know they've done something wrong and there's a consequence to their actions. So they're about to get a whooping. So they start crying. Those tears are, you know, emotional tears because they're not feeling any pain because they haven't got hit. But emotionally, they know tears. These are not tears of joy. These are tears of sad because I'm about to get a whooping because I did something that was wrong. If I if my parent was coming towards me with a smile on their face and their happiest could be, I'm not crying as a little child. I'm happy and joyful and jumping up and down. Everything. Everything's okay. But when it's the other way around, you yeah, you you're a little fearful. Now, kids who, you know, have no fear of their parents have no fear of anybody, you know, that, that's a problem. That even creates problems in, in society when out of a sudden you think that you rule everything. You're the man. You're above the law. You're the woman. You're above the law. You can do what you want to do. You don't care. So you're just going to live your life the way you want to live your life and do what you think you should do. And you make the rules. And what are these things called parents? I don't need you. Really? And so, again, time out may work for some people. It didn't work for me. My mother never tried it. I'm glad she didn't. I don't think it would have worked. You know, uh, but I, I, would, I will say this. I'm not condoning violence. I'm not condoning to abuse children. I think that a child can be spanked on his bottom. I believe in that. So. Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson's everything that we are judging Adrian Peterson about until this time was about if he had abused his child or not. That was the business of the court of law and the court of law. And then there's the court of public opinion. When he's come back now that he's been through the court of law, been dealt with. Now the court of opinion is out there and the court of opinion is taken into consideration what he was in the court of law for and then not only that we're also a little bit concerned about the fact that Adrian Peterson you know wants his contract tweaked a little bit because Adrian Peterson perhaps maybe is not happy with the Minnesota Vikings certainly because they didn't support him when he needed their support but then also maybe Adrian Peterson wants to go play a T14 that he feels is more productive and he stands a better chance of winning. We've seen that happen a couple times here. Shout out to homeboy LeBron James. He did it. There's some other people that have done it. I think that some people were trying to compare on the big boy show that, you know, they sign contracts and they're obligated to their contracts at certain levels. I'm going to assume because I don't know there is a contract obligation that you have. I guess you can't break that contract and go someplace else. I guess because I am sure I am certain that if you walked into anybody's office in America and there was a contract that you were in and you wanted to get out of it and somebody else wanted you to come and work for them and they were willing to buy you out of that contract, that would happen. 
I'm sure that would happen. It's only in sports in this country that I'm aware of the fact that you can't go work for somebody else. Now, you can be fired. The employees at a right to work state, you know, all these different things that fall in place for the employer where it's more employer friendly than it is employee friendly is what concerns me. And you can't compare yourself to athletic contracts. Those are different kinds of deals. When the money's guaranteed, that portion of the money is you're going to get. Most of the time, that's a signing bonus. Most of the time, that that signing bonus might be somewhat allocated over a period of time. And it could be a signing bonus, let's say it's for $40 million, this guaranteed money, you know, and you sign a six-year deal. Well, that $40 million of signing bonus could be attached to your first four years of a six-year deal. After the four years is over, you've earned that money because you played those four years. You got two years left, but the, less, the, the rest of your salary, those last two years, that money's not guaranteed. So you put a day's work in, you got a day's pay. You were guaranteed to put a day's work in, you're guaranteed to get a day's pay. Okay? Now when the money's no longer guaranteed, you're not sure you're going to get a day's work in because they could cut you. And then if they cut you, you don't get a day's pay. So if you go out there and you're busting your butt because you want to get not only a day's pay, you want to get future days paid and you get hurt. Well, they'll put you on IR for that year. But that next year, you don't get that money. You don't get that day's work. You don't get they can let they can just let you go. But you put your body on the line. You're fighting harder, playing harder than you ever played. Adrian Peterson is going to play angry this year. I think some people forget just a few years ago that Adrian Peterson came back from one of the worst knee injuries and was like, you know, Superman. You know, this is just somebody because he became a freak of nature. You know, he was he was beyond anybody's imagination of what a football player really could do on the field after coming back from an injury like that. And so now we forgot about that. Because now he's concerned about the fact he's going to go out there and play and the money's not guaranteed. And he's looking for some guarantees. Because he's going to give you his best. You can't play running back and don't give people your best. Because people, I can tell you this. How do I know? Okay, it's been some time. But remember, I was paid to do this. They will hurt you. They will hurt you beyond a shadow of a doubt. There is somebody who wants to make his name by taking Adrian Peterson out. It's a safety. It's a linebacker. You know, that's one thing about it. You, sometimes your reputation is built upon what you do and the fear that you bring into another man's heart in the heat of competition. If you can do that and you can take another man's heart in the heat of competition and it becomes so obvious that they aren't running. They aren't trying to get that extra yard. They aren't trying to be creative and innovative and, and cut the ball back and, and plant and go. All those things that they normally do without a shadow of a doubt and not even wasting a second or a fraction of a second to think about it. Out of a sudden, they forget how to do that. You've taken their heart. You've taken their heart. Adrian Peterson is not going to let that happen. 
if we were get on the football field for one, Adrian noted everybody coming at him all the time. Running back is one of those positions where when you get the ball, with the exception of the court, no, it doesn't. Even, it's not even the quarterback. Running back is the only position on that football field that when you get that ball, all eleven people on that defensive side of the ball now is focused on you, and nobody else. All 11 people are focused on you because when you initially get it, you're in front of all 11 of those people. When that ball's handed off to you, you are in front of all 11 and they are in pursuit of you. See, when a wide receiver is running a pass pattern, you know, four, five, six of the guys are chasing the quarterback. They ain't go, they don't, the quarterback's got the ball, so we're running after him. When he throws it down to you, some of those defensive linemen ain't thinking about turning and running to try to tackle you downfield. But see, when you are running back and they hand the ball to you or they toss it to you, all 11 of those guys, it's their job. Shout out to the CL Seahawks. They do it properly. When they're pursuing, they all run to the ball. They all coming to get you. Adrian knows that. He ain't going to slack off. He don't want to get hurt again. And he wants to prove that he's one of the best running backs to ever play in this game. That's why the man wants his money guaranteed. He didn't have to talk about it before, and only because his other stuff is there, he would have still been talking about it. Don't get me wrong. Adrian Peterson would still be talking about his money being guaranteed if he didn't have to do with the, the child abuse case. He still would be talking about his money guaranteed because that's his job. That's his profession. That's how he earns his money, and he has earned that money. So let's not turn our backs on Adrian Peterson. He gave us just what we expect from him, the best and he's going to continue to do his best on the football field. His child, his life, the court of law will take care of that. I think I hear a little music in the background. That means we got to take another break. When we come back, man, I'm going to have some more fun on the other side. So don't miss it. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. We'll be right back. 
Uh, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Uh, listen, I'm gonna talk a little football. I'm gonna talk a little, you know, talk a little basketball. But first, I want to talk a little bit of Sir Charles. See, I listen. First of all, I want everybody to know that I, I met Charles Barkley in 1984. I think that was his rookie year in Philadelphia. And I, of course, was playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he was playing for the um, Philadelphia 76ers. And, and Charles did, Charles has been this way from the very beginning. You know, I, I would have to say, you know, there's a lot of things that go on. And, I, and Charles, I'm sure, you know, this is my opinion. This isn't Charles's opinion. But Charles came in a very brash young man. Charles, you know, the round mound rebound. When you look back at Charles now, you see Charles now, and then you look back when he played basketball for the 76ers, the round mound of basketball, round mound rebound and the basketball, all that stuff, that really didn't fit Charles. He, he might have been, had a little weight on him, but he certainly wasn't fat. It's just that everybody else was just so skinny that, you know, Charles is fat now, but Charles wasn't fat back then. And Charles was a hell of a basketball player. Charles Barkley came into Philadelphia, and Charles Barkley had a different kind of Kobe Bryant attitude, but Charles Barkley had a Kobe Bryant attitude. Kobe didn't care about Michael. Charles didn't really care about Doc. That My personal opinion, the chemistry... And, and what I thought the team could have been uh, never evolved like that. It even got to the point where Charles was upset that the Sixers didn't get him help that he felt that he needed in order for him to win a championship there in Philadelphia. You know, first of all, you know, Philadelphia, you know, how do you get rid of a Hall of Famer? You know, and Charles was a Hall of Famer in the making. It wasn't like you couldn't see he didn't have talent when he was playing for you. He truly had talent. He was an all-star. And, and you run him out of town, you know. But again, Charles Barkley had a little bit of Kobe Bryant in him. And Kobe didn't care about Michael Jordan. People tried to make comparisons to Kobe Bryant to Michael Jordan when Kobe came right out of high school. Can you imagine that? Kobe Bryant coming out of high school, Lower Marion High School. Shout out to Lower Marion High School. You know, I'm a you know, I'm a former resident of Lower Marion and all that stuff. But anyway, that's just that was Kobe. Charles Barkley came in with that kind of attitude. It wasn't about Doc. This this is this is Chuck's show. And Charles and Doc happened to be on the same team. Kobe and Mike obviously were not on the same team, but there were the comparisons that were drawn. And it was a little chippy. You know, Kobe didn't even want to give it up as to his game was patterned in any way whatsoever, like Michael Jordan's. Nothing, no kind of respect. And so then Charles came in, Charles was doing his thing, well, Charles was before, but Charles was doing his thing. And, and, and then, of course, you know, AI came in and, and, of course, you know, LeBron came in. But the comparison that I really want to talk about right now is I think LeBron did it a little bit different than the other guys did. Charles Barkley is just a special kind of person. I don't think there ever was and there ever will be another Charles Barkley. It's just because, you know, you, you got to take the entire person with Charles, you know, his 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 career at Auburn, then you take him when he came to the Sixers, then he came with the Suns, and then he went to he, I don't know where the hell he went after that. What didn't really make much difference after that. Um, but the fact of the matter is, 
very few times you ever hear, you know, anybody being compared to Charles Barkley. It was just a unique player. Charles is Charles is not six five. Charles is probably six four, uh, a little bit over, but he's not six five. You know, and uh, you know he was just an aggressive basketball player. Charles would pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it. You know, Charles, a lot of times, you know, Charles, you got to admit now, Chuck, you know you would hold on to that ball and pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it, too, for a very long time. And sometimes guys just got lulled asleep. There was other times where the, his teammates got lulled asleep. They weren't moving around. You know, they weren't trying to get open. You know, Chuck just had a, kind of an isolated game. You know, he would work to get his shot open, but it was it was just him, you know, to get, get it and clear out, let Chuck do his thing. And most of the times he did it. But but Charles, is, the whole attitude that he brought to the game, Charles, you know how some people on the court, they put on the jersey, and you shout out to the jersey effect. You guys heard me talk about that book before. Go out and get it. Charles puts on that jersey. When Charles takes that jersey off, Charles still got that jersey in his mind. See, he's still of the same mindset that he's Charles Barkley. And then what happens when he's off the court, see, Charles Barkley still is Charles Barkley. See, Charles is always Charles. So he doesn't have time um, to, you know, to shed that image of this tough basketball player because this tough basketball player is this tough man. And this tough man is this tough basketball player. So I'm Charles Barkley all the time. So what you see on the court, that's what you get in public. And if Charles like you, you know, he's going to spend some time with you, going to share with you, you're going to laugh with you, going to hug you, go kiss you, you know, going to do all that good stuff. Uh, just a beautiful person. But at the same time, if he don't like it, he don't tell you. I don't, I, man, I don't give a shit about I don't have to give you nothing. I don't owe you nothing. He's his own man. Sometimes people believe that a celebrity owes part of him. To his fans. Charles does not believe that he owes a part of himself to his fans. Charles believes that he's given the part of himself that he owes to his fans on the court. Charles believes that he believes that what I've done is the right thing. Charles also believes, and I believe he believes, that what I give you on the mic during my commentary, broadcast, I've given my fans what I need to give them. Now, anytime I'm away from that microphone or that court, it's my time. Just because I do what I do, and like he said, he, he's rich and famous. I'm not rich and famous. He's rich and famous, right? At that level. Because, you know, we all define rich a little bit different. But, you know, Charles feels like there's some haters out there. And I want to go this down this road for a couple seconds. I'm going to get off those eyes because Charles was, I think he was coming in defense of Johnny Manziel. And Johnny Manziel, I guess, was at some, you know, some place watching some golf and there was a heckler. Now, here's the bottom line. Johnny should have been, that should have been a situation he should have never had to deal with, deal with because the simple fact that if you had a high-end golf event, you should have security everywhere. And I understand there was security. Security didn't do their job. Fans have a right to be fans, but people are people. And it comes a point in time where when somebody is heckling an individual, they're not just heckling an individual. They're also disrupting the environment for everybody else around. You, When you pay to go to some high end, you pay for that ambiance. You don't expect a whole lot of riffraff bullshit going on. 
And so if, if it is going on, you expect the security to deal with that. If I've called that man's name more than three times and he doesn't respond to it and everybody that's right next to him sees me and turns and looks at me and they hear me, that means he doesn't want to be bothered. He doesn't have to be bothered. So what security should have done is security should have gone to that heckler and said, listen, you have the right to ask that man for whatever you want to when you're next to him. Other than that, if it would, however he responds to you, then you got to respect that and you got to keep quiet. If not, we're going to remove you. See, that is a situation that when John, I, I believe, just been said that Johnny tossed a bottle. Now, I don't know. That's just what they say. Was he provoked? Perhaps he was. Were there some other people that would come to his defense? Yes, that if they were part of his entourage or not. You know, it's, 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 it's really interesting, man, that, you know, you know, some people have an entourage and then other people have a posse. Now, I, I just don't get that one. But, you know, we're going to let it go. OK, we ain't going to go there. But his, 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 nobody in his entourage, you know, went over to address the guy. But they said somebody did. And, you know, but like, again, the big boy show said, you know, you know, the, the, the posse might have addressed it a little bit differently. The posse might have said, you know, hey, check this out, bro. Um, you see my man over there? Okay, the bottom line is he don't want to deal with you, okay? He's already told you with some nonverbal communication that he ain't interested in talking to you. And so I just came over here just to let you know that if you continue with this public display of disrespect, uh, there's going to be some consequences and repercussions. That's the bottom line. Now, you handle it the way you want to handle it, but you've been warned. That's the way the posse would have handled it. The entourage would have gone to security and said, security, security, um, you know, Johnny's here with his girlfriend. This guy's over here. You know, he's an asshole. You know, he keeps messing with Johnny. Could you please, you know, tell the guy to stop? That's what an entourage would have done. I told you what the posse would have did. But it appears to me that entourage didn't even take care of their job. And so now you put Johnny in a position where, you know, Johnny's going to do some work again. Now Johnny's the, the asshole. And I'm in this case, I'm going to come to Johnny's defense because, listen, man, you know, I've been in situations where, you know, people just, they can say what they want to say, do what they want to do, and that's fine. But it comes to a point where, okay, you, you cross the line, and there's some space here. And I, I've always had, you know, you got fellas, man. You got fellas that will take care of business for you. I'm not condoning violence, but I'm just telling people, listen, everybody, we're all, t treat everybody like a human being. If you got a bad day at work, guess what? You got a bad day at work, you just get to go home. That, that's all you got to go. You get to go home. If my man Kev back there in the studio, if Kev just cut me out about five times, five minutes too early, five times each segment, that's just a bad day, Kev. We'll make it happen. He'll edit it for me, hook it up. We good to go. That's just a bad day at work. He's an engineer, one of the best in the business, but that's how he'll handle it. That's the fellas back there, Voice America. That's how they handle things. People don't see it on national TV. So, you know, what, you a, you a bum? You, you less than a human being because you missed a shot? Because you threw a couple interceptions? You ain't worthy of your paycheck and all this other stuff. You everything except a man in front of your woman? Really? Ooh, 
Everything except a child of God. I don't know, man. It's hard being a ball player, you know, in, in this generation. So to all the fellas out there making a whole lot of money, keep your money in your pocket. Get your posse. Get your entourage. Talk to security. But don't throw bottles. Please, don't throw bottles, whatever you do. That costs too much money. I guess I got to take another break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'll be right back. Cabs, baby. All in. Cabs. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You hear the music, you know the show. He was in the rail of sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, hey, by the way, I just want to uh, give a shout out to Byron Maxwell. Uh, you know, Byron is a new cornerback from the, uh, I believe Byron came over from the Seattle Seahawks, now playing with the Philadelphia Eagles. He has predicted that the Philadelphia Eagles will be playing in the 50th Super Bowl. I'll be there, man. I hope y'all show up. Browns and Eagles, how about that? Yeah, I know. Uh, that must be something wrong with me, right? I'm drinking something, right? Uh, ain't going to happen. But who knows? You never know. Uh, also, shout out to Cam Newton. Cam. Cam got that guaranteed money. That's what I'm talking about. $60 million, I believe it is. New extension, about uh, contract, about $100-something million extension, of which 60 of it is guaranteed. Get your money. and uh, But l- let's talk a little bit because I, I want to, Close it out talking about basketball, of course, but you know, there, there's some other stories out there about <laughs> the, 
Wow. Okay. Other stories out there I was going to tell you guys about. I'm writing the notes down. I'm looking at my notes what I was going to talk about. Uh, you know, the F-I-F-A. I don't, uh, man, listen, <laughs> I just know this. When they talk about there was some money being exchanged and some people, you know, made some things happen, don't be surprised. Can you think, come on, really? I mean, if you've been in the world of contracting and where there is sales involved and there are proposals involved and there are negotiations involved and there is, you know, extended benefits involved, somebody done done something. I don't care. Listen, I don't know, but I don't care if it's somebody in the software industry I don't care if it's somebody that's in the beverage industry, in the alcohol business, in the uh, what uh, merchandise. There's some shaky stuff going on. Somebody's always getting hooked up. Even in the agency business, you got agents that represent players that's compromising their players to get a deal, you know, some other deal done. Whenever there's men, there's corruption. When there's humans involved, there's corruption, you know, and so this shouldn't surprise people. $10 million is what surprised me. That, that ain't a whole lot of money. That's like, a, that's like buying dinner, you know, but it's, it's just a shame. So, so let, me, let, me, let me talk about what I really want to talk about. NBA playoffs. Man, I'm going to tell you what, you're going to get your money's worth. You're going to get your money's worth because, you know, there's one, there's either one side or the other. And there's a whole lot of LeBron haters out there. So if Steph and the fellas win, <laughs> Golden State and everybody else who hates LeBron is going to be satisfied. If LeBron wins, LeBron James is supposed to win. He's the greatest basketball player in the world. He's supposed to win, right? Really? Come on, man. Don't go there. Because you really don't believe he's the greatest basketball player in the world. You know, I, I think the man has done everything you possibly can, you know, to represent his sport, to represent his city, to represent the brand of basketball, to represent the Cavaliers. You know, the, the guy who really, who, who should, you know, and, and hasn't really done it and stepped up yet is the owner. He, he really needs to step up and, and, and have a conversation with LeBron. On the Big Boy Show, you know, this morning they were talking about how somebody's an employee and somebody's the employer. You know, you're not the owner. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I know LeBron's not the owner. But I'm going to tell you what. He, he, I think he has just as much influence and power as the owner has with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, the Cleveland Cavaliers... And this is what I, this is because I'm, I'm hearing something about Dwayne Wade now, you know, and Pat Riley want him to opt in so that they could possibly get Kevin Garnett, I'm sorry, not Kevin, Kevin Durant to come to Miami. Now, just think about what he's, he's opting in for about $16 million. But think about the impact that he's having on that franchise. They didn't have LeBron this year. Check out what the local economy was like. Check out how many, how many sellouts they had. Uh, check out, you know, how far into the playoffs they went. Uh, <clears throat> okay, I'm being sarcastic. Okay, so just check all those things out. Now bring in another impact player 
and and see how all of a sudden the dynamics may shift a little bit. Now, Dwayne Wade, there's really no long-term value in Dwayne because Dwayne is old. He got his championship rings. He's hurt. He, he can't play a whole season. He got to take off games, you know, throughout. So, you know, you're not going to get all that from Dwayne Wade. But what you can do is you can leverage Dwayne Wade to get you another big-time star. Well, that's more than worth $16 million. That's worth a whole lot more money than that. So Dwayne Wade, who is like a LeBron James in his own right, because it was Dwayne Wade that really coerced LeBron into going down to join that team in Miami. Dwayne said, I'm here, man. I think we can win this championship. You know, we bring Chris with us, the three of us. We, I, we can make it happen. LeBron said, man, you know, I think I like that. And it, and it happened. LeBron has gone to Cleveland, and people have followed because they saw, saw what he did other places. And they're thinking they could gravitate towards him. And, and a great player makes everybody around him better players. LeBron has, I, I can't believe people don't hammer that home more than they have. That this is the example of what we've always talked about. Is that a great player will make his teammates better. LeBron, this is the, if there ever, before there was a blueprint that we got from, who the San Antonio Spurs. Did they show you how to play distribution basketball? Because they distributed that ball around everybody and everybody contributed. It was just like a blue. It was it was it was a master of art. It was a Rembrandt. And so now LeBron is showing you how a great player can use his talents to make his teammates better. And he's doing it. Dwayne Wade showed him a little bit about this is, you know, let's take it to the next level of everything, your entire life, everything to be a pro. LeBron now taking that back to Cleveland. Now Dwayne Wade is going to get another protege to come into Miami. I, I'm just saying that the value that these guys contribute to these teams, they earn their paycheck on the court. But these great ball players who, who do other great things to influence other great athletes, they deserve a little bit more. So I want to also send a shout out to my good friend, Coach Scott Lovely. Scott wrote a book. I don't know what the name of the book is, but it has a lot to do with what he loves, and that's basketball. It has a lot to do with coaching and instructing, teaching basketball, and fundamentally what's right and fundamentally what's wrong with basketball. When you hear Scott talk, you're going to enjoy it. I'm going to have Scott on the show. Hopefully, he'll join me next Tuesday. Scott is not necessarily the biggest LeBron James fan. He and I had a brief discussion this morning about uh, something of which uh, he wasn't too happy with. But I think LeBron is going to have his way. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but Steph, it's not quite your turn yet. But LeBron will embrace you and let you know that your time is coming, it'll be different than the way Kobe was with Michael. It'll be different than the way Big Chuck was with Dr. J. But it's not your time yet, Steph. But when it is, LeBron will be courteous. He'll be a gentleman. He'll be all in. But for right now, Cleveland is all in. And it starts on Thursday. Be sure to watch. I want to thank you all for listening to the show. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.
you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll be right back.